William Owens. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, thanks for having me, man. So uh, voice actor. I see that you're based out of New York. You're, you're a voice actor and well, aspiring voice actor. Actually. Oh, OK. OK. No problem. Yeah, man. Uh, full time freelance freelance worker. So, uh, you know, like myself. But um, yeah. So uh, William Owens, uh, aspiring voice actor. Tell me a little bit uh, about yourself, what you do and, and what you've been up to. So my name is William Owens, and I, like I said, I'm an aspiring voice actor. I've been training for this thing for about since 2011. It's been a while. Uh, I haven't really gotten anything special. I have gotten a couple of different things. Like there was this one time I voiced a mascot, but for some reason it never got back to me. And recently I realized I had an IMDB for about five years. I just found out like this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was for um, it was for an audio drama for a gender swap of um, Supernatural. If you know that show, mm -hmm. yeah, I was one of the characters, and they called me back for another minor role. But that's been up there for five years, and then I got another role for web animation. It just released. Uh, it's called uh, what's it called again? I think it's called Total Warriors. Okay. Yeah, total, yeah, Total Warriors Alpha Squad. It's uh, it was the sixth episode. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. So, was that voice work or or, or was yeah, it or was it screen work? It was it was voice work actually. Awesome, awesome, man. Yeah, uh, you know it's funny you mentioned you. Uh, I think my IMDb, someone started one for like you know I I, I AD'd I was first AD on a on a picture, you know early two thousands or maybe mid two thousands or something like that, and I guess. When someone when someone uploaded that film, when someone created that 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 IMDb page for that film, they added me, and I they essentially created it. And ever since then, I had to you know you got to pay to add on to it and 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 continue to build your IMDb. But, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like that's that's pretty much yeah. One day, I someone looked someone else for some reason looked me up and said, "Hey, you're on IMDb. That's cool." And I, I like I had no idea I was on IMDb. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's yeah, but um. Yeah, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, I mean, it doesn't sound like you're aspiring. It sounds like you, uh, you've you been doing it. Well, like I said, I've been practicing for about 10 years since 2011. Well, at least almost 10 years since 2011. So I've gotten to practice and I've gotten all the motions down. Right now it's just relocating somewhere where I can actually get more work. But right now with the current pandemic, it's hard. And even though I'm in New York, there's not enough to actually – you know, make a living, at least the one I want to do. So my choice is either to go to Texas for more anime voice work or California for everything else. Mm -hmm. Like when it does come to New York, I try to hop on that as quick as possible. But so far, opportunities have not come my way all that often. Well, as far as relocating, but if say that you're focusing on voice acting, do you have to relocate or can't you work remote? Well, you can work remote, but it's a weird thing because trying to work remote, you have to have some kind of like studio esque equipment around you, you know, like an XLR microphone, more caustic foaming, a better room. You know, not many people have that. And sometimes it costs way too much to actually get all that together. Sure. You know, like some microphones will cost around like six to seven hundred dollars for like the biggest high quality one. And usually yeah. these people that want online say, oh, we want the high quality microphone. So you want to go to a studio for that. And mm -hmm. in New York, while you can do that, again, there's not a lot of voice acting opportunities. There's voice over opportunities for um, audiobooks and stuff. But because of my voice range, which is around teens to young adults, I feel like I may not be fit for that. So in a sense, if you do want to make it somewhere within the entertainment industry, California is the best place to go because that's where all the work is located at. You can't get some in New York, but not as much as California. Nah, yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that. yeah, that makes sense. Uh, plus, I mean, hey, I mean, who doesn't want to live in out in California? It's beautiful. So, yeah, uh, agreed. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you got to do the best. You, you, you got to make the best decisions for you and your, for your career. And and yeah, like you, I mean, we kind of you know, we can touch upon a little bit more. And you, you touched upon a little bit, you know, especially, you know, with COVID right now and quarantine, it's, you know, well, how ha well we can jump into that. How have you been impacted? How uh, what's you know what's what's uh, 
what's your situation like right now? You know, how have you been impacted by the quarantine and, and the shelter in place and all the limitations now? It's actually quite hilarious that what I do hasn't really changed. I wish it kind of did because some of my friends have been out of work since COVID. But as for me, it's like, no, I haven't been out of work. Like, I'm still working. It's almost as if nothing's changed except for the fact that now I just have to wear a mask wherever I go. Yeah. But now with the, I honestly felt like at some point we all got sick of COVID because uh, earlier on this year, I lost my ability to taste food for like two weeks and then I magically recovered. So I felt like, oh, well, I guess that was the coronavirus. I just didn't know because there's more symptoms coming in as we go along. Oh, I yeah. felt that was it. Yeah. Now I'm better. So I, I just hope that everybody else can feel better about it. But yeah, my change, my situation hasn't changed because when I do a voice recordings, I do it at home because I have a mic phone right here. So all I could do is just set up the mic, set up the recording, record, and there you go. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's good to hear, you know, like, uh, you know, artists like yourself that are able to telework and, and remote work and, and have that work around and be able to still be creative, still be productive, you know, hopefully like working, maybe not, maybe, maybe not working as much as we used to, but still working, still, uh, still thriving. And, yeah. uh, you know, like you said, I, I mean, like I, I was lucky to, to have an idea to build a small little micro broadcast center, you know, at the home studio. So when, 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 when COVID hit, when quarantine hit, I've been able to still, you know, do, uh, you know, virtual live stream conferences for some corporates and some, for some industrials, you know, some of these virtual live streams and uh, in this podcast. I mean, I think it was, you know, day one where the government said shelter in place. I said, okay, I'm going to kick off a podcast because I was familiar with the technology and like, like, like you have, you know, like we, we can get away with this as far as, you know, a podcast, yeah. we, we th this is high quality as far as a podcast. Goes. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's awesome. Have you, uh, have you, have you been back into a studio and, and, and lately, uh, um, uh, recently? No, 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 I haven't been in the studio. I've uh, just been at home doing recordings. That's all I've been doing, really. But thankfully, there's a lot of sites online. Like this one site I use called Casting Call Club. There's a lot of projects going on. Some would pay, some non-pay. But I just say, you know what? I just want to go for everything I can go for that can fit my vocal range. And that's what I've been doing recently. Just yeah. going for everything I could find. And I've been looking for more opportunities. Some people give me have given me advice to, you know, go for more other sites that I had to pay for. But the problem is some of those yeah. sites, they could get expensive, especially right now with the whole remote uh, voice acting thing. One thing that people want you to do is try to go with Source Connect, but Source Connect is really expensive. Like the best, like the best deal you can get for that is like over two thousand dollars. Mm. Source Connect, and so that's Source Connect. Is that a casting site? Uh, no, it's more or less kind of like what we're doing right now. It's like Zoom, only for more professional wise things. Okay. Yeah, everything. Yeah, if you're going to do voiceover from like home, that's one thing everybody says, invest in Source Connect. Like even if you get a good microphone and a good studio, Source Connect is something that you ultimately will have to get if you're going to do everything from home. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good thing to know. That's uh, take, take note of Source Connect. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been dabbling in a number of different things. I uh, just recently, I installed the Unreal Engine. I'm trying to experiment with Unreal and, and, and maybe dabble in some sort of CGI animation i'm like you know day zero beginner on that thing and and uh and i mean well but as you know there's such a plethora of information out there you know like uh you know youtube tutorials you know you can google anything you want you can you know youtube find anything any tutorials you need on even tiktok or instagram if not if not youtube but youtube's like the number one source for all these tutorials and they're yeah. And there's, and you know, there's even like template, there's even template project files that, you know, people have uploaded like, Hey, here's a basic animation I did. You know, you can start with this template that I already created and, and kind of learn the ropes and that people are even uploading, you know, 
half completed files for people to experiment and, and try on. So, but you know, in the regard of voiceovers, yeah, like I also have a small little micro voiceover booth here as well to, to um, do that. Cause since I was dabbling in acting, I was, you know, I guess uh, technically a professional actor, but since the quarantine, you know, I was, you know, trying my hand in some voiceover work as well. And I've, I've got some decent equipment for that, but we'll see if, we'll see, if, we'll see if that ever pans out. But, uh, but um, yeah, what, what, what have you been doing to keep yourself busy? Binge watching anything, binge reading, studying, uh, you know, it's <laughs> all been the same since before the quarantine, like nothing has really changed. I don't really own Netflix or anything like that. All I've been doing is just watching all the anime I want because that's what I've been doing before. But since I'm still working as well, it's kind of hard for me to catch up on some of the stuff. But I've been catching up pretty nicely. I've really been reading too many books lately. But I do have a light novel series that I do want to actually get into one day and try to get more, like, built up my library of light novels and stuff. What, what, what would you say is your favorite? What's your number one anime right now? Ooh, number one anime. Huh. And it can, it can be brand new, you know, if something you just saw recently blew you away. But I'm an old head, so I, I, I'm pretty sure my choice will be kind of like a, a no-duh answer for you. But what, what's your number one? Ooh, that's a good question because I've been asking myself the same question. What's my number one anime? If you had to twist my arm and tell me, I will honestly say it's either between One Piece or Full Metal Alchemist because I've been keeping up with both of those and I've completed Full Metal Alchemist. I'm still reading One Piece, but it's like Full Metal Alchemist was the first anime I ever watched like and really got into because I haven't really haven't been because I've been watching stuff from Toonami and trying to get into that. But mm -hmm. Full Metal Alchemist was the first one I actually watched and said, I really love this. And One Piece is the one anime I said, you know what, I'm going to keep on this and stay on this. And ever since then, I've been getting into more and more anime, discovering more about the anime industry how everything works for production, but my biggest interest is actually with the voice acting, especially in Japan, because in Japan, it's much bigger. Like, there's actually vocational schools you can go to for voice acting. You can't, go, you can't do voice acting in Japan if you don't go to a vocational school. Meanwhile, in America, all you need to do is just be within the right location, and there you go. You can do voice acting. Yeah. But they also do recommend that you have some sort of like experience, like at least with online stuff or just like classes, because there are online classes that other voice actors do teach. But that's the big difference. Like Japan is way more serious, but in America, you can kind of get into it no matter just as long as you're in the right location where you have the right equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now for me, it was um, for me it was Cowboy Bebop. Um, honestly, yeah, that, that series blew me away. I think I was like, I don't know, 20 or 19 or 20 and, and kind of had like, um, you know, dabbled in anime a little bit, you know, like some of those movies like Akira, obviously, you know, is a classic and, and what, oh, geez, what I saw the bad, I saw the bad eighties cut of, uh, it was at the time it was called uh, warriors of the wind. And then I think it was changed to something else. Like it wasn't princess Mononoke, was it? Or was that a different property? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm well, have, I might have to look it up. But uh, yeah, no, no, no. Cowboy Bebop is just like what, what was to me like blew me away with. with uh, I mean, at the, I, I mean now I'm sure with like animation technology and different and crazy and different crazier ideas. I'm sure there's some better. Oh, Death Note was another one that was. Oh just, yeah, Death Note. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those two, Death Note and Cowboy Bebop, are just like really like stepped outside the, the 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 bounds of you know you know bizarre thinking and really creative ideas really really creative characters and, and what they could do but um but yeah so but yeah i mean i know that i know that anime production japanese anime japanese production is different you know for example here you know u.s animation disney and pixar right we have our actors do the voice work first mm-hmm and if and and if correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm I think they still do the animation first and then the voice acting afterward. Well, yeah, in America, but in Japan is actually the same as Disney and Pixar. Because if you actually see in the booth, they're actually all gathered in one room with the like two, like three or four multiple microphones in the same room, 
and when it's their turn to speak, they'll stand up and speak, and it's like you know, cuts of rough cut, rough edges, like rough cuts. They'll just do the voices, and those who are recording will just sit down and just wait for their line to come up. And when the line comes up, or they know it's about to come up, they can stand up and go to the mic and speak. And usually all done, like I said, within one room. And they need to do like single cuts saying, oh, we want you to do this line again, or we felt that this one wasn't good enough or whatever. They'll call you back and do that. Wow. So that's different. But when it comes to dubbing an anime in the booth, they see the dub, they see the anime, and what they'll do is they'll show, okay, we'll show you how it sounds in Japanese, and then we'll hook you for the four beeps, and when the for the three beats and on the fourth imaginary beat that's when you start speaking and try to dub over the line so you already got the animation there it's just dubbing over how it sounds and trying to get to that oh. in the direction okay so that makes that makes more sense the the original japanese dialogues done before then they animate from that yeah but then the, then of course the dubbing's done after it came out in japan and it was it, it was a hit and then like okay U.S. dub, U.S. release, right? Yeah, but not oh, okay. every yeah, but not every anime actually gets a dub. There are some that don't get dubs, and it's right. usually for various reasons. Either because their cost, the the dubbing itself is like too difficult, mm-hmm. and it's like some people wonder why there's no dub. And I'm telling you, there's various reasons why they don't get it. You just got to look into it, and those are usually like some of the more common ones. Yeah, no, and also probably the uh, the director just doesn't want to do it. Is that an issue or, or, or is the studio like, oh, hell no, if it's a hit and we're going to make money off of dubbing it, they're just going to dub it anyway? I mean, there are times where sometimes a dub just doesn't happen because the content of it is just too crazy. Like, th- like, there are, like if you actually look at some of the dubs from Funimation, some of the dubs they don't do because the subject matter is just too weird or offensive for them to do a dub. Yeah. Like one of them is about a sister who's in love with her brother. And I guess they licensed it. They have it, but they only released a sub because they usually always do a dub, but that's one of the first ones they do a sub on. And that's the only way you can watch it is by sub. They don't do a dub. Yeah. And like I said, the matter is just too weird. And then there's another one called uh, Kirino Mosaic, but that's by Sentai. The reason that's too difficult to dub is because the whole thing is that one of the girls is from England and the other's from Japan. And the one from England has to speak English. And when she comes to Japan, she's speaking all Japanese. So that's the reason. There's a bit of decrepancy right there. Right. Because then it would be a different it would be a different voice doing the dub for the Japanese. Yeah. But the the voice actor did English in the original original. Yeah, yeah, they studied, yeah. yeah they studied English. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, you're right. And so then it would be like, why redub? Yeah, an English be, dub. Yeah, it would be kind of weird. So they'll just license it to bring to America, but just put subs over it and release it like that. So we get the anime, but we just don't get the full English experience. But we got the anime, which is better than nothing. Yeah, I think um, I think the last one I saw was Kill La Kill. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was just so so ridiculous. And my buddy was like, "Listen, if you want something complete, was that dubbed?" I, yeah, I think it was. It, it, I was think it was dubbed. It was dubbed. But a buddy of mine, he's a big anime buff as well, and he was like, "I think, um, I, I think I was, you know, getting ready to go on this one deployment, and so I had like maybe a month of just nothing to do." He goes, "Dude, watch this before you go away, and then and then let's talk about it." And that's, that's it was a blast, man. It was just a blast watching like it was just complete nonsense, complete over the top insanity. It was almost like anime making fun of anime. I think there was one. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of anime that does that. They do make fun of anime. There's some anime that actually shows like the production of how anime works. Like there's one called Shirobako that recently got a dub. I think he's still in the process of getting one right now. But it's showing like all the different parts of the anime industry, like the producer, the animators, and some of the minor voice actors, and how the pay can go from you know you're just starting out to you're a-listed. Yeah, yeah, it's a different kind of thing like that. But if, if you want something, but I know that anime. It's from uh, I think it was, it was from Gangax. I think they went to Studio Trigger. I forgot it was before or after, but there was another anime they did that has a dub that the Japanese actually told Funimation here. We want you to teach us 
how to say a lot of this stuff. Because because the, the idea actually came a little did with drunk, and the name itself is like, yeah, it's weird. It's called panty and stocking. Pan, pan, panty and stocking. Yeah, okay. panty and stocking. If you ever get a chance to watch that, it's twelve episodes, but it's a, it's a trip for both the English dub and the Japanese dub. Like, it's a trip. It's my Funimation. It's twelve episodes, but the ending. I'm not gonna reveal it, but everybody knows the ending, and you'll probably wonder what, why. <laughs> How, what's going on? You guys were drunk when you did this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and, and then there was another one. Um, the, the same buddy I'm talking about showed me this one scene where it was about like psychics or, or telekinetics battling each other and they could only battle each other through their psychic abilities. And one guy was psychotic. He wasn't psychic, he was psychotic. And he kept lying about being psychic but every time he would try to, you know, attack, do like his psychic, he claimed to be a psychic attack. He called it like a superhuman punch. And he just like punched the one guy. It was this one scene that he showed me and it was so funny. But now, of course- I, 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 I think I know what you're talking about. You're, if, if, it's, if I'm correct, it's probably Mob Psycho 100. Is yes. That, okay. Yeah. okay. What was it? What was it? Mob Psycho 100. There's Mob, two seasons. Mob Psycho. Yeah, Mob Psycho 100. Psycho. That yeah, that was it. Mob Psycho 100. He he showed me the one scene where like the dude the dude just like calls out his 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 punches or something. I, the way the way the way it played out, it was just so funny. It's so hilarious. Um, you know, like uh, I, I I was into you know like when I was a kid, you know the big the big thing for me was Robotech and and Voltron. Right. And Robotech really blew me away as a kid. And I think, you know, looking back, it might be much simpler, much, much simpler and much more. Um, and, and, and again, kid friendly. I, I don't know how I don't know if there I don't know if there's that adult cut. You know, apparently there's an a, there's an adult version of the whole Pokemon series. And, it, uh, you know, rumor has it Pokemon was grossly edited and re-edited and redubbed. Um, you know, for the American audiences, because there was yeah, a lot of there was yeah, yeah, there's a lot of it. Like, um, there was one episode, and um, I, it was an X and Y series where if you actually they actually did a side by side comparison, it's when Ash and Greninja go against the champion. Like, if you actually watch it, the music's different, the dialogue is different, the impact is different. So it's like it's a completely different scene when you see both of them. Mm -hmm. Like. Even with the voice actors, like the whole thing is like really different. If you prefer like the more casual side, it's probably American, but you prefer the more impactful adrenaline side, that's the Japanese. Yeah. And it really helps that, you know, oh, it's the same voice actors voicing the same character for ever since the beginning. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I did see a YouTube video where they did that, and they and they did like the side by side comparison of the U.S. cut and the Japanese cut, and I, you know, like thinking back to like Robotech, and, and I think they tried to start a couple of video games based on Robotech. Like that really, I think was you know not to mention Speed Racer, and I think there was maybe something else in the seventies, but but for me, I, 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 to the best of my memory, growing up, you know, in the, uh, growing up late eighties, early nineties, I think Robotech was the first major U.S. exposure to anime, like a huge, you know, ongoing long series of anime. And then obviously, of course, Pokemon, you know, was I think probably next up, and and uh, you know, and, you know, a series, a whole slew of movies like Akira was a huge U.S. U.S. successful uh, anime feature. Um, I'm going to find out what the name of that movie is. So, I mean, the original, the, the, the first botched, they recut the movie. They, they, they came up with a, a poster for this. So when it was first released in the U.S., it was called Warriors of the Wind. And on the cover, they had a character that wasn't even in the, uh, on the poster in the cover. They had a character that wasn't even in the movie. Uh, and apparently, you know, they, they just did so many um, drastic changes uh it was called nausicaa of the valley of the wind okay yeah okay wow so yeah so originally it was called well no correction to be more specific the very first u.s release of nausicaa 
was called Warriors of the Wind. On the cover was some alien that wasn't even in the movie. They were like, everybody was standing on that little glider that she had. It was like, you know, these four different characters. One of the characters wasn't even in the movie. <laughs> um, you know, like they just did their best to kind of release it here and, and start bringing anime over here, also known as Warriors of the Wind. But still, I mean, I think the heart and soul of the movie, that movie blew me away. It was tragic. It was heartbreaking. As a kid, it really like, you know, hit me hard. And so I, I kind of, I kind of started digging in the, started digging anime. And, and then like, I think, you know, we had blockbusters that would have like this small, like one tiny little, tiny little section, maybe 30 titles in the animation section. Not, and it was, well, it was called anime because Disney had its own section, but right. you had Warriors of the Wind, you had uh, Battle Angel, the original Battle Angel, uh, Ghost in the Shell, you know, these features that were coming out and, and like people, it, it, it was at, at that time, it was such a release where now, I mean, you know, guys like you are so lucky where you have streaming services completely dedicated to anime. And yeah, uh, I mean, never, yeah, no, 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 go ahead. Well, I mean, Netflix is making their own anime now. It's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny enough, um, there actually is an anime studio in America. It's called Orange. They actually outsource mm -hmm. to Japan. So if you ever take a look, they actually do CGI anime. Uh, the one of the anime I watched from them was called Beastars. It's getting a second season. So if you ever get a chance, check that out. Like, the characters are furries, like, they're anthropomorphic animals, but, it's all, but you kind of take it as some sort of like, you know, some, some satire. Like it's all about you know carnivores trying to live in a society with herbivores who fear them. It's it's an interesting piece. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, and w what I ha still have yet to check out is the 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 Marvel anime. Uh, I don't know what's I don't know what studio did you know the Wolverine anime, Iron Man anime, Blade, and I think uh, there was a fourth one. I think it might have been Hulk. There's a wolf. There's definitely a Wolverine, Iron Man, and Blade. There was a fourth one. I can't remember. I can't remember who the main character of the fourth, but it's basically called Marvel anime. Okay, so yeah, so I just got it right here. So it's a it's a collaboration between Marvel Entertainment and Madhouse. Madhouse is the people that animated it. Mm -hmm. So they did Iron Man, Wolverine, X Men, and Blade. X Men as a whole, and then a Wolverine solo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm just surprised that they actually got like a whole bunch of different English people for this because I know a lot of these people, but you know, when you thought, when I'm thinking like, oh, when it's X Men. Most people really think to the forefront, oh, you're going to get Steve Bloom to voice Wolverine because he did X-Men, but no, it's somebody different. Mm -hmm. Well, he yeah. well, actually, funny enough, he actually does reprise it in the actual X-Men, but not the Wolverine anime, but the X-Men anime, yeah, he reprises it, which is surprising. <laughs> yeah, and then there was a Batman anime. What the, what the heck was that one? It was just so, I couldn't, I couldn't. It was uh, Batman Gotham. Batman, uh, is it Gotham Knight? No, Gotham. I know, yeah, Batman Ninja. Batman Ninja, that's what it was. Yeah, Batman Ninja. I mean, just I, I couldn't, I couldn't work my way through it, man. Like they had this. I mean, it, it, it looked beautiful. It looks great, but there was a scene where it was just like a mech orgy, and it, not. I mean, when I say orgy, not. Okay. 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 But, but I was, it was I was just like wrong. it was just like it, it was just like this crazy mech, like scene where like everybody had a mech in feudal Japan, because Joker somehow changed the timeline or some or you know, I don't know, man. It was like Japan gets the, weird sometimes. That's what you. That's something you need to know. Japan can kind of weird. Like they'll make some consistent things, but there are times where they just delve into the most like off the wall stuff. And you'll just think to yourself, this is Japan. Yeah. I'm going to take it. I'm going to enjoy it. This is Japan. Hey, look, I mean, the way they drew the Joker, the the, the way they drew uh, Batman, and I mean, all the other characters, too, they look fantastic. And I, I liked the graphics, but it got to, it just got to a point. I was like, I, I, I can't deal because it was a bit over the top of that whole mech, you know, sparkly, fast, 
you know, crazy slashing and, and, and mech transforming. And I was, I was like, that's, that's, a, that's a bit much, man. That's a bit much. I, I, I don't blame you, man. You know? <laughs> if you, I mean, it's not, it's not for everybody, but you, you watched it. So now you got a solid opinion. Yeah. That's, that's the best thing you can say. Yeah. I mean, I've never turned a movie off halfway through. <laughs> and that was, you know, there's been, there's been a couple, there's been like one or three or four movies. I just turned off halfway through, never went back. And that was one of them. And I'm, you know, I'm a big superhero Batman, you know, big DC and Marvel guy. And I mean, I have yet to, I have yet to like actually sit down and watch the, the Marvel anime, but I have faith in those. I have more faith in those because they just, Marvel really hasn't biffed it in a while they haven't botched anything really except for i guess fox's fantastic four just recently but uh right but yeah i mean that's that's really that's really my thing is like everything dc and anime uh everything dc and marvel right um, uh, you know the animated universe the the dc animated universe is pretty awesome um you know the arrowverse and then you got you know the marvel the marvel cinematic universe is just it's like yeah, the num- that's the number one. It's, like, it's just a it's a, just a gl- Goliath that's not going to stop for a while. Nah, it, it won't. <laughs> but, you know, it's still but hey, I think the last one I seen from the Marvel Universe was Venom. And that was with a good friend of mine. But I have really been keeping up with the movies. And now I kind of can right now. But whenever I get the chance, I'll try to watch like, all the others, mm-hmm. you know, especially Black Panther. Like, that's one thing I really want to try to see at some point. Yeah, no, Black Panther was epic. And I mean, again, it's just, you know, all these little, all these individual movies just all tie into like this gargantuous, you know, film, you know, after like, you know, was it Iron Man 3 and then Thor 3 and then uh, Captain America 3 and then uh, Black Panther and Captain Marvel. And then it's just like, you know, a big Marvel conglomerate you know, anthology uh, ensemble cast film like Infinity War, Infinity War and Endgame. But, right. but uh, yeah, I mean, we kind of touched upon it, but what's, what's, what's next on the agenda? What's the next set of goals or next on the agenda for William Owens? Simply just to continue to voice acting. That's really all I've been thinking about, just getting more voice work. I'm actually thinking of trying to get back into drawing because I do draw a few times, but it's really just getting some mojo back into that, but also again, continue to voice acting because that's something I really, really want to get done. Nice, and it's been fun. Yeah, man. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. Especially, you know, if there are any chances, it's just, in my opinion, and it's and it's not for everybody because I miss set life. I love, I miss being on set, in front or behind the camera. I miss being on set, but to be able to have the security and the luxury to work from home and still be creative, still be productive, you know, still working, uh, you know, still working on a podcast or, or some kind of live stream or some kind of, con- uh, you know, collaborative project, whether it's, you know, whether it's voiceover or animation or, you know, some ultra low budget kind of hybrid project, you know, it's, it's the luxury of working from home, you know, is definitely, you know, a pleasure uh, and uh you know being able to spend time with family and they're like they're just in the next room and i can just instead of the, yeah. instead of the 30 to the 30 to 60 minute drive to and from a gig or or a set or something yeah just, that is a that is a commute yeah yeah and even now i mean the traffic's not that bad anymore a lot of people just ain't still ain't driving and yeah. i find it you know uh very rarely am I stuck in traffic um, in the last six months. So, but yeah, man. What's your, what's your view of the new normal? Like the new normal as in? Well, we can start with uh, production and voiceover work, you know, audio, video. Well, it's something that I probably would have to eventually get used to and invest in at some point because if I am to work from home, you know, if something like this happens again, which I hope it doesn't, you know, at least I have the equipment and the programs to say, hey, I'm working from home. Just call me when you need me and I'll give you my work and we'll be done. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, that's exactly what it is that I'm looking forward to is is kind of making this a semi-normal for me anyway, making this a semi-normal thing, thing and somehow 
getting my hands on bigger projects and and getting my and, and getting and getting myself a bigger audience and being able to um you know like with with this show or you know with some other projects getting a bigger audience and uh and and yeah working from home you know doing my own projects you know writing and writing and writing scripts selling them maybe somebody else can make them or maybe i've been trying to I've been, I've been da trying to dabble a little bit in like motion comics, you know, and, uh, and definitely, I'm, and I'm glad I have your information where I'm, I'm definitely going to come to you for, you know, some voiceover work in the near future, because you have a great sound. I love the, I love your sound. Thanks. Thanks. But, but uh, you know, like motion comics or uh, so I'm, I'm dabbling in animation kind of in general right now, like I mentioned with the unreal engine and seeing what, what kind of, what kind of skill set I can build with that and what kind of, and obviously I know what kind of capabilities it has. I mean, I play video games, not so much in the last month, but you know, I've been, I've been a semi video game buff for a while, mostly first person shoot -ems, but um, you see those cinematics, you see those animations, you see the, the in-game animation and, and, and the graphics and effects. And then you see the, you know, the, the cinematics, the cutscenes, and, and the graphics and the effects that they're able to pull off of those. Right, so yeah. it's definitely yeah it's definitely like all right well well now that unreal engine is available to users to experiment with and and uh create original content it's you know it's that's go ahead yeah, yeah i was saying no, i was saying like yeah it's that's a good thing because funny enough i'm actually am another i'm also a i'm a huge video game buff i'm an anime buff as much as a video game buff so that's also been like both of those have been my inspiration for voice acting because when I saw them, I thought to myself, man, I want to actually do some voice acting. So I've been working myself up from like cheap mics to expensive mics to have my own plays, getting the stuff together, just getting the voice work out. And I've been doing this again since 2011. So it's been a journey for me, but I like where I am right now. It's just now getting my foot into the door to start getting more work yeah no and and i wish i had the uh something to, sh to to show you because so what i was able to do and i used this for a while i took i took a card I, I took a big cardboard box and aligned the inside with the same exact foam that you would see in these you know ten thousand twenty thousand dollar studios you know that yeah. uh you know the, the 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 foam walls that have those uh yeah points you know like they did they divot in they divot out they kind of yeah. like, like kind of look like egg cartons but it's like that dark gray foam yeah so you take you take sections of that and you line that in the inside of the box and on the bottom of the box and then you poke a hole in the bottom of the box you put the mic in that and i wish i had i wish i had an example to show you oh uh i think i, I do have something like that actually it's not so, exactly so yeah, it's like yeah, yes. not something like that, but you know, I have something that's like it. that. That's yeah. it. That's all I'm, you need. That's all you need. Science, that's science. You, that's yeah. recording. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and 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 that's it. And you just you know you kind of stick your face in the box. Yeah, but you also need a pop filter, you know. That too. Yep. Of course, pop filter, and uh, yeah, but I mean, you don't really need. There's always there's always a there's always a workaround. There's always a production. yeah. There's a, yeah. There's always a workaround. That's what I've been doing. Like once I got the foam and the pop filter and everything, that's what I've been pretty much doing. And I always test myself. You know, testing, testing, getting multiple takes. But it's been working for me. And usually, the only reason I don't get a role is because there's other people who do get it. And it's like, well, all I can do is just bring what I got to the table. Yep. And if they don't, and that's not what they want, then it's like, oh, well, try another one. Yeah, absolutely. No, there, I mean, as far as acting goes, you know, I've, I've, you know, booked, I've nailed auditions. I've, I've booked gigs off of auditions just as many times as I didn't get the gig off the audition. And a lot of times they're going to just give you this uh, broad number we're looking for an age range 15 to 25 i'm sure you fall into that some other guy just sounded specifically with this one casting director or this one director when yeah. when his sound it doesn't mean you sucked at all it just he had that specific range voice. that yeah that range that they were looking for because you have no idea what they're going to look for you go 
that's the that's the idea. Listen, when 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 they're produce when they're prepping this film, they had a voice. They probably thought specifically, we want a voice that sounds exactly like Christopher Walken. Yeah. And so, but okay, so just to, but they don't want they they probably won't write that down. They're gonna just say we we're looking for we're looking for a voice actor with the range of you know forty to seventy. But some guy sounded just so close to Christopher Walken. It doesn't mean the other guy sucked. It's just they were like, oh, he sounds exactly like this one kind of actor that I was picturing in my head doing it if we had done it this way. But we're doing it. We're doing it. And but we're doing this as an animation with voiceover actors. But he sounds just like when I was first writing this 20 years ago, I had this in mind and he nailed and he sounds just like that. And it doesn't mean Williams isn't good. It doesn't mean Nelson isn't good. It just means this guy just had that specific pitch tone, you know, uh, 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 elevation to his voice specific to like, and, and so that's what I, I go in when I go into an audition, I'm, I'm so relaxed because I go into auditions just kind of expecting to not get it. Yeah. Listen, I mean, they, they, they put out a casting notice, right? They want a cop somewhere between 30 and 50 open ethnicity. Yeah. Like, okay. This person, you know, for whatever reason, they're making they're, they're putting out the casting notice to be open ethnicity because they want to see a whole bunch of different options. But at the very end of the day, that guy's got a very specific or that that girl that's casting it or directing it has a very specific, very specific idea in their head for what they want. Yeah. And, and, and someone might be so damn good that they change their mind. But someone might be really good that just hit what they had in mind and they see me and they're like, man. He was good, but he just wasn't exactly what we wanted. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't mean I sucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I so listen, I go in there just thinking I'm not going to get it because. And also, at the end of the day, if I'm going into an audition, I didn't have anything else going on anyway. I didn't have a gig. Yeah, I didn't have a crew gig. I didn't have an acting gig. I didn't have a a, a, a virtual live streaming gig. I, I had nothing going on that day. So I might as well go in and just be super relaxed. Of course, I'm going to know the lines that they if they send me sides before the audition to memorize. I'm going to go in there and I'm just I'm going to do it. I'm a, I'm going to be great. I'll do the well. When, when I say great, I mean I'm going to do the best I the best I can, but I'm going to be relaxed. I'm probably not going to get this, and, but half but half the time I end up do I end up getting it because I just went in there relaxed, a little bit of a laissez faire kind of mentality to it, and just keep thinking. I'm probably not going to get it, not because I suck, but I'm probably not the one they're looking for. They, but they called me in anyway. So take advantage of the opportunity and, you know, just do it in such a way that I might not get it. Yeah. Just relax. You, you Show up. And that's so, that's, yeah, you got to do. Yeah. And in your case, you know, like if you're going to if you're submit, if you're self submitting something, you know, online, you, you're going to do the recording at home and, and your Dropbox and or what have you. That's even better because you could probably knock out seven in one day, you know, five, 10, 15 of them in one day if you're off that day. Yeah, that's what, that's what I usually do. Like the more uh, the more auditions I see, uh, the more I try to do, especially if I can actually get that range. If I can't get that range, then I say, you know what, maybe it's not for me. But there are times where I don't really know if I can get it, but it's like, you know what, let me try. Because I might surprise myself. Because I, I honestly do surprise myself with the amount of ranges that I can do. Like, sometimes I just do, sometimes I say, you know what, let me try this. I try and I think to myself, you know, I sound pretty decent. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to knock it that, oh, I can't do it. It's like, hey, if I can do it, I can do it. No issue. And listen, I mean, the more, and even the more times you try, you're actually, you're actually kind of practicing. Yeah. Doing voice work when you're doing these self-submit voice voiceover auditions you're actually practicing voiceover and you're practicing auditioning and that you're actually practicing a whole slew of things by just constantly auditioning auditioning and self-submitting and self-submitting and self-submitting you're getting used out of your gear you're getting used out of your voice you're training you're, you're you're working your voice you're training your voice you keep you're you're practicing your craft even though you didn't book the gig you by you just doing you know self-submits over and over again is a form of training and practicing yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing. And yeah. sometimes when I'm just by myself, I think to myself, you know, what if I get this gig? And I try to practice like, you know, any scenario that that gig will be in. And I know I practice that. 
and I also get the emotional range down and you know sometimes the happy sad like the basic ones and the more obscure ones and it works to my advantage because that's like now I can actually do this voice in a more casual like well not casual uh natural manner like I can be if I'm angry I can sound it angry if I'm sad I can sound it be sad so yeah doing all the auditions is also a form of practice and training and since I've been doing that for years that's where I got it today yeah absolutely absolutely well is there any uh is there any last you know bit of advice uh you know a last few points you'd want to make to uh to our viewers so when you're going to voice acting there's two rules that you really do have to follow and that's pretty much in the term itself first the voice the more voices you do the more opportunities you can get because you know your range is now massively improved. So you have more vocal range. But then when it comes to the acting, it doesn't matter how many voices you do. If you can't act, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So make sure you get the acting down before you get the voices down. Because if you can't act to save your life, then forget everything. Forget doing voices. Like anybody could do a funny voice. Even you could do a funny voice. But if you can't act in that funny voice, it doesn't matter. Right. No, no. And, and that, that's great advice. Uh, you know, due, you know, due to my military experience, I pretty much use that as my acting school. And I pretty much just submit to detective this officer that sergeant this lieutenant that, you know, our military and law enforcement roles, because I know I can act within that kind of lane of characters, you know, I know where my strengths lie. And so, you know, 10 years military, um, is basically my acting school. I, I, with the exception of, you know, like drama club in high school, uh, I have a film degree. So I did work with, you know, acting students when we were doing some projects. So, and I've seen, you know, I've seen what it, what it takes for actors to, you know, get into this character, get into that character, delve into this, delve into that. And, you know, I get it. I know a little bit of, you know, method acting and, and acting, but, but like you said, it's, if you can't act, and for me, it's it's much for me it's much simpler than that because I mean, I, having so much experience behind the camera, I know what sound guys looking for, I know what a DP is looking for, I know what a director is looking for, and essentially, you know, generally. And so, as far as the technical stuff of hitting my marks, just showing up on time, but then when you're on set, you know, like hair, makeup, wardrobe, sometimes you, the, the, the patients to sit around for hours and then be pulled, pulled on set. You're probably on, you're probably in front of the camera for an hour. And then you're going to go sit around for, you know, two, three hours waiting in the green room or what have you, you know, that kind of patience, but hit, but, you know, hitting your marks, um, you know, how to work, how, how to work with props and this and that and the other thing. But for me, it's for, for, as far as acting goes, it's generally, you know, know your lines, being comfortable in front of the camera and connect to the character. And that's it. And so I have kind of, I played, uh, you know, a stepfather here. I played, uh, you know, uh, an Islamophobic bouncer that wouldn't let a, a girl with a hijab come into a bar. And, you know, I knew, I knew guys like that to where, you know, I kind of took, I pretty much mocked them in order to connect to that character. But most, most times it's law enforcement and military roles. So I can connect to that. I have experienced being law enforcement and military and it's uh, just memorize your lines and with a lot of experience just on set in general. But I know, what, like, like you said, if you can't act, you, you know, but if you can do one voice and act, you've got a better chance than someone that can do 10 voices and can't act. You know. Yeah, that's pretty much the general idea. Yeah. Like, acting is pretty much like the backbone of the whole entire thing. Mm -hmm. If you can't get the backbone, everything else will just fall apart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's voiceover artists and then there's voice actors. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, voiceover, I, I think generally like voiceover artists might be, you know, your PSAs, your, uh, you know, your commercials where it's just they want they they want someone that's relaxed. And able to do, you know, copy, and it sounds good, sounds comfortable, but it's pretty much the same person. But then you've got a voice actor who can like play different characters and emoke, uh, ev evoke emotion, um, evoke, 
Yeah, emotion. Yeah. So. Yeah, emotion and uh, ability to be convincing with the character. Convincing, right? yeah. Exactly, convincing with the character. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, are, are there uh, are there any last uh, are there any socials links plugs you want to put out there for uh, people to check out? Uh, yes, uh, you can check out my Twitter at Zenkudo Vo, and I also have a site at zenkudovo.wixsite.com slash home. You can check out there my voice samples and my demo reels so you can see everything. And there's also my there's also my contact at williamowensbo at gmail.com if you want to book me for different projects. Awesome. Awesome. William Owens, I can't thank you enough for coming on. It was great chatting with you and uh, you know, I learned a lot and definitely, definitely jotted down some anime and uh, a list of a few anime I got to catch up on. And, and I'm glad you reminded me of what my other buddy was telling me about. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe a little bit of anime to check out. during. Hey, this man, time. anytime, anytime you need some anime, then, you know, come to me. I'm always watching the newest season of anime. I'm always trying to get some of the new stuff. So whenever you need something, you need some more anime to watch. I got you. Awesome. Awesome, man. Awesome. William, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Now, quick plug on, on my end. Uh, Landon's Mafia is a, a GoFundMe for uh, a good buddy of mine, Landon August Koya. Um, he's, uh, I think he's, he's, a, he's a young kid. He's in his third remission of sarcoma NOS, which is a form of leukemia, I believe. Oh. And so uh, links, in, links in the description to William's links and a link in the description to uh, Landon's GoFundMe. Um, you can buy a, a shirt like this. Proceeds go to go to go to Landon's uh, uh, pediatric care for a, uh, his, at, at his pediatric cancer center. And uh, again, William, can't thank you enough for coming on. It was it was a great blast. You got a hell of a voice. It was very it was it was very calming and yet exciting. Just just chatting with you because you you, you definitely have a a voice for that. <laughs> thank you. I try. I do yeah. Try. I might have to have you like. You know, do some voiceover work for like an intro to this show if I'm going to do that. And uh, <laughs> I'll try my best, man. I'll try my best. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, to my viewers, I hope I've earned the privilege of your time and viewership. I know my guest William has. And until then, you know what to do. All right. Later.